Since we downgraded to a two-man crew. Ever since we lost Mark. Moment of silence. Rest in peace. All right. All right. <laughs> still very much alive. But <laughs> we have to perpetuate the, the, the rumor that he's just actually dead. Did we decide on the rumor that he's dead or that like we just had a vicious breakup? Both. Both. <laughs> it was a vicious breakup, so then we slaughtered him. He died, the so then we broke so up he's with dead him. dead to you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there we go. There Emotionally dead. Man, oh man. Well, welcome back to another Gems of History podcast. I am your host, Evan Roosh. And with me, as always, we have the illustrious Jacob Shop. Hello. And then, for the first time on these airwaves, but he is a podcast veteran... Uh, you can see he's been on shows such as Beef Talk, if you remember that one, yeah. me and you. Uh, as the one well, episode run. <laughs> as well as a Packers podcast. Yep, and that was a less than 10 episode run, so got to catch up with you guys. He may just be the kiss of death. Cody. <laughs> <laughs> we have Cody Marenthal on today. Hopefully not. I'm glad to be on. See how the sausage is made. Long time listener. It's First quite... time caller. First time caller, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's quite the sausage, For the indeed. First time. <laughs> oh, he's already singing. He's in the zone. <laughs> I mean, so me and college, me and college, me and Cody go back uh, to our college days at Concordia, and I don't. Know, we just met one day, and it's just been friendship bliss ever since. But Pretty much. our big thing uh, for spring breaks was to always go to Nashville, Tennessee, which is literally Music City. Like every single bar has probably the best band or singer that you'll ever hear like cover singer cover band definitely every single spring break every single day we always ended up at the wild beaver which was a karaoke band or karaoke bar with like a bull mechanical bull too (laughs) that sounds amazing (laughs) but it's like in music city we're like no we're gonna we're gonna do it (laughs) and i'm literally toad like tone deaf (laughs) you guys just took that bull by the horns literally Took yeah. that beaver by the tail. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Hear a few moans and groans. Like, ah, this guy again. Oh, yeah. no. It's like, wow, they're singing Bruce Springsteen again. Wow. <laughs> Went up there, did not know the words. Not a good idea. Oh, we butchered Born in the USA, but here we are. But anyway, today we have a little bit different episode for you guys. We don't have a set topic that we'll be discussing. Uh, this will be a lot more conversational, uh, a little bit more, you know, Fly by the seat of our pants a little bit. We have some things that guide the conversation, but for the most part, just going to be very laid back. It's a Friday recording episode, so you know what that means. We have some some alcohol on oh, the table. Oh, yeah. I have an energy drink, so I'm just going to be zooted all the way through this episode. Yeah, we'll consume we... with alcohol. <laughs> Too late for that. Then <laughs> just big, bold letters that says, do not drink alcohol with this. But yeah, it's uh, for those that have never listened before, maybe or first time listening or whatever, but usually we do like pretty intensive, re- not super intensive, but fairly intensive research for our topics and uh, give you guys a lot of like information and stuff like that on a certain thing that we pick for that week. But yeah, this week we're kind of just, we're going off script. Yeah. And Jacob's being very modest because he showed me his notes for a episode that's coming up for you people and... Wow, <laughs> this man 
he when he when he says research, he does a research research. Yeah. So uh, we have like some bigger topics that we want to cover coming up here pretty soon. So we're kind of just taking a relaxed week so we can kind of get ahead on that and then come back in a few weeks with some big series that we got planned out. So, yeah. So this one's for you. Get to know us a little bit more. Gems but... unscripted. Unscripted. <laughs> Behind the scenes. So let's start out with this because we ask every single host this question. Cody. What is kind of like your favorite history themes, this like history topics, like time of history even that you just kind of enjoy, if any? Um, I guess my favorite stories, I guess, about history would be things not working out the way they should, but it yeah. kind of just happened. Right, right. Um, I'm obviously a sports guy, so it's like stuff like that, but I don't know. It's all interesting. It's all learning for the most part uh, i don't know why i didn't do it in school but <laughs> <laughs> i guess uh this way is more interesting you know just listening to you guys basically do like a big book report every week on something new and yeah, yeah. I, I think it's a lot easier to like digest something this way than mm-hmm. just sitting down and getting an academic perspective on it not that we're not teaching you things but it's just way more laid back it's like talking to your friends basically so Right, like there's never a quiz or a test that will be done at the end of the unit that will just decide whether you go to like college or not. Until so. we get to the hundredth episode and there's a giant pop quiz, but no, it's oh, not, I'm not. I'm not organizing that. I, I legit looked at you like, oh man, nope, I don't know. Not I don't know. I'm probably gonna show up half drunk to that one. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I need it's some an eight a.m. class. Ugh. Right, I need some. I need some pictures for this test. Uh, yeah, it's open notes. Yeah, for sure. That's super interesting that you mentioned sports, though, because so much of sports history is just like just thinking for America, like American history. Like, for example, when the Black Sox got caught for cheating. Oh, yeah. So, like, what's the classic line? Like, say it ain't so Joe. Yeah. When he got caught for cheating, like that was influenced by the mafia, by the mob. Yeah. And it shook America kind of to its core. Um, It was one of those things where. People, well, A, they knew the mob existed already, but that was the first instance of, oh, mob activity goes to, like, these major events. So the fact that, like, you love the sports part of it is super interesting um, and love to hear that. But anyway, like I mentioned, we do have a couple things that guide the conversation. Uh, not a full topic, but just, like, some small little tidbits or stories, if you will. But recently in the news, uh, this came, my source for this one, is from thesun.com. Two, and Jacob, you'll especially like this one, two apparently car-sized balls of light, UFOs, actually followed a U.S. Navy warship. I actually saw this headline, but I did not read about it. Extremely interesting, so... It was the USS Kearsage. I know I butchered that one. Um, and it's one of the latest in a long line of like Navy warships out on sea that saw some either balls of light or just something funky, like flying in the sky or in the water. Well, and a huge phenomenon lately, besides just like UFOs, like flying objects has been submerged objects. Yeah. So it's like you have either like a craft that goes out of the water and then flies or like vice versa or just hangs out in the water but like those are becoming like a huge thing now and i guess like not only pilots but now all these naval people are seeing different weird stuff in the water so it's just 
become such a fascinating phenomenon, especially with the Pentagon finally admitting like, yeah, these videos are <laughs> are pretty right. real. So yeah. I, we don't know what this is. Yeah. There's, so, there's just so much so unknown about the ocean. It's like one of the scariest places, almost like space. Yeah. Um, there's just like, I think it's like 97% of like the ocean hasn't been like explored yet. And like, mm-hmm. Very scary. Well, we just discovered giant squid like 10 years ago or whatever that was. So it's... I demand on this show we refer to giant squids as the Kraken. The Kraken. <laughs> sure, sure. From One Pites the Caribbean <laughs> 2 and 3, if you're unfamiliar. My parents had a box full or like a container of DVDs at their house that e- I just oh my God. went through yesterday. <laughs> Pirates 2 and 3 were both in there. So now those are at my house. Ooh. Those are going to be watched. Those are the types of DVDs that have like cast commentary. Oh, yeah. Them. And, like, the special features, it's actually just, like, a mini game. I think all of our parents legit have just a box of DVDs. Oh, yeah. We had two copies of Monty Python and the Holy Grail in there for some reason. <laughs> but Designated a DVD shelf. Oh, yeah. Oh, hasn't been real. dusted in forever. All right. I'm literally looking at my DVD shelf right now <laughs> on the side of my TV stand. We have The Grinch That Sold Christmas, West Side Story, don't want to say any of the other ones, <laughs> but man. But uh, back to like the, the UFO thing, like Cody, do you believe in alien life or anything like that? Or like, what do you think about all this stuff? I mean, we're definitely not the only species. I think that'd be kind of crazy to like, to think not, not making, you know, my opinion, yours, but I would just say that there's definitely like other beings out there. And I mean, we got videos of non-human life floating around doing stuff so i think it's it'd be pretty hard to deny that we're the only ones that like are here yeah it kind of just seems like the more we get technology to explore or like at least view further reaches of space it just seems like there's so much out there that it's like how could there not be somewhere else where there's at least like some form of life whether it's intelligent or not Right, and space is literally ever-expanding. Like, it's space. It's, there's literally no end. So there has to be something out there. But to your point with technology, I'm not sure if you saw this, but recently there was on Twitter, it was a viral tweet that showed comparisons from the 1980s and to now of a picture of Pluto. And the picture from the 80s was naturally, like, super pixelated, barely even seen, like, no features. And today, it's like I'm looking at a picture from a Kodak camera. Oh, yeah. So it's just completely night and day difference with the technology we have now. Like, you can just see what Pluto looks like. You can see it's like dimples if you want. Yeah, I I listened to a podcast where it was people interviewing an astrophysicist or like an astrologer. Or uh, astronomer, not astrologer, (laughs) talking about the zodiac signs. But uh, they were talking about how they color like different photos of different planets and stuff that they Mm -hmm. discover and they can like see how much light filters through different parts of the atmosphere and that's how they figure out like oh that there's this element here because it filters out this amount of light and that's this color and then they just like enhance it to make it look better obviously so it's more interesting but how the hell do you even begin to figure that out (laughs) especially the gaseous planets like jupiter like that makes no sense if that's their process because it's literally just a huge thing of gas, which is insane. <laughs> which is insane to begin with. Like, how does gas have an orbit? Is there anything in there? Like, is it just a big smoke screen? It's actually just the it's the Pokemon it's coughing, the biggest <laughs> cover up in the world, <laughs> in the universe, if you will. Whoa, whoa! This universe, 
That's true. <laughs> ah, space is huge. What is more scary, space or the ocean? Ah, the ocean. I'd only say the ocean because I'm, I'm probably never going to I was to just going to say, I'm not going out there. <laughs> right. I definitely have to say the ocean. Like, the fact that we just don't know yeah. what's down there. I just don't want to go down, like, 300 meters and then come back up too fast and kill myself. Like, <laughs> right. how, how is that the most dangerous part? Like, it's just insane how much pressure as you go down, how quickly it increases. And, like, we can't even explore nearly, like, not even 10% of the depth of the deepest part of the ocean. It's insane to me. Shout out explorers and scientists. Could not be me. Have you guys ever seen the early, like, diving suit tests? Yeah, when they're in, like, the huge, uh, it's like a big brass helmet, basically. Shout out to those guys, because I've don't have a death wish big enough to do anything like that i bet their first attempt was just put like a jug of water over your head and you'll be fine there should be enough buoyancy and air filtered and whenever i think of those big helmets i always think of um in a uh, scooby-doo <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. the, the guy's floating down like who is it and then it's like some guy they met like five minutes into the episode <laughs> it's the always- janitor <laughs> How did you get the money to construct this ruse? <laughs> right, yeah, he's working like for seven twenty-five, and he just built and like conducted an entire, basically a three D movie. With yeah, the Straight most advanced like FX using like hologram technology and like this show from the nineteen nineties. Oh, but that's not preposterous at all. Did any of the bad guys in Scooby Doo even do anything wrong? Like, nah, they, they just scared people. It's like, ah, they gave me the willies, so you're going to jail. Ah, uh, you ruined my inter- independent movie theater business. Kind of like that, like, clown scare where people are like, going around. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like that type deal. Like, Technically, you're not doing anything wrong. Yeah, just kind of yeah. kind of being a funny guy, funny, funny gal, you know. You're loitering. <laughs> One of the craziest things about the internet today is just, like, with that clown scandal, I saw someone just straight up shoot one of those clowns <laughs> just on Twitter. Yeah. It, <laughs> it's just so funny how internet trends completely take over for like a small amount of time. And it's just like, yeah, we're done with that now. Oh, right. I mean, even with the war in Ukraine, people just don't talk about it nearly as much. Like when it first happened, I messaged, I mentioned this on the last episode. I Googled how old do I have to be to like surpass the drafting <laughs> limit? Not trying to die in Ukraine. I mean, I guess if I have to, sure, but not really signing up for that. Yeah, me either. <laughs> Same. I don't think it would pass like the physical test, probably. So I'm think I'm good. Yeah, I, I probably have like some sort of health issue that they're like, ah, we don't want you. Well, for me personally, I'm in the perfect uh, health or whatever. So. <laughs> But yeah, no, I would probably just be like, no, I have the black lung. Weird. I just start ripping. <laughs> I start ripping cigarettes. Ripping darts. Like, yeah. None I, other. I'm getting drafted three cigarettes at a time. Yeah. <laughs> I literally become the Marlboro Man. <laughs> but anyways, back to this article that we started talking about five minutes ago. Back to the article. So the phenomena was first brought up by documentary filmmaker Dave C. Beattie. Um, he was on the ship. And saw the two orbs of light and waited till now to talk about it. So he saw them in October 2021. Basically sat on this for a full year and a half. Year and six months. Just about. Wait, 2021? So like six months? Oh, 
Thank you. <laughs> You're getting ahead of yourself there, buddy. Yeah. I'm just so excited for my birthday in October. I can't even think about, think about anything else. So he's, wait, he's a filmmaker. Correct. Documentary filmmaker. And he saw lights, but he didn't film them. But he didn't film them, no. <laughs> the one time Seems like you're camera. failing at your job. He could just be saving for the documentary, though. I mean, if he's got footage of it, I don't know why he would like hold out for this long. Oh, well, he is be... going to milk this for money. I would do the same thing. Can you imagine That's if fair. one of these days, me and you are just doing like a live episode and we catch just an alien being like... Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> now our guest, Clackclore, is, Clack is here to, to come on the airwaves. Yeah, we have Spock's <laughs> Didn't understand what you said, but sounds like a good point. Yeah. Then he just like shifts through the wall and you're like, okay, I guess he's gone now. All right, and we demand you speak English, please. <laughs> But uh, the phenomena, so the two balls of light, was described as sources familiar, or excuse me, were described as a source, two sources of light that hung about 200 feet above the ocean. And Mr. Beatty, who was the uh, documentary. The terrible filmmaker. Terrible, horrendous <laughs> filmmaker. Um, he uh, was on the, sh- on the ship, and the ship, the USS Cursage, uh, was training at the time ahead of an overseas deployment, including with systems designed to take down enemy drones. So, these weapon systems included anti-drone, and they're referred to as Ghostbusters-style <laughs> backpacks. Of, of course they are. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, they're the, legit, like, if you look at pictures of them, they're legitimate, like, backpacks. Like, the same thing that the Ghostbusters wore it, in those movies. It is so funny that the government makes these, like, preposterous names for some of the most sinister stuff. Like, MK <laughs> Ultra is called Project Artichoke. That's like, right. <laughs> I had artichokes today. <laughs> yeah, who comes up with the names? But, Again, you could not... If there was a lineup of vegetables and fruit, and you told me, pick out what which one's the artichoke, I could not do it. No idea. Would I even be, like, know where to start? I think hey, it's green, but... Honestly, that's a solid guess <laughs> for, for, veg- for veggies. Hey, Reggie, go grab your Ghostbuster and take out that guy over there. <laughs> <laughs> what a preposterous statement. What a thing to say, for sure. But uh, Dave C. Beattie is actually quoted saying... If these objects turn out to be not man-made and not foreign state actors, we need to be open and address these with academic study, empirical methods, and grant funding to conduct research at the university level. So basically, he wants to you know, get scientists, get universities involved to actually, in my opinion, probably go out on the ocean and actually study what these balls of light are. So, did they see, like, any solid matter inside, or it just says lights? Just lights, so no solid matter. Um, Marine, this is another quote from the article. Marines on board are said to have believed, at first, the unexplained objects were part of a surprise training exercise for the new anti-drone weapons. So, when people first saw it, they were like, okay, this is training. But then, they discovered that the countermeasures did not disrupt the objects, so... They actually shot these anti-drone, uh, anti-drone weapons at these balls of light, but they were able to swoop around and maneuver. Like the balls of light were able to move around and like didn't get hit by them. Wow! 
So we're dealing with either. I mean, their commander was Dan Aykroyd, so I mean, <laughs> he's not helpful, but. Yeah, Dan Aykroyd, no military experience, <laughs> but hell of a ghost killer. Yeah, though. hell of a ghostbuster. <laughs> that'd be that'd be really scary. What do we do? No idea. <laughs> Shoot it. Shoot it. <laughs> and then they like, well, we tried that. What's plan B? I'm an actor. <laughs> I'm just picturing the admiral on the ship being like, well, shooting it didn't work. Should we try a nuke? <laughs> They're just launching nukes in the middle of the ocean. It's just a reflect. Like someone's holding up a mirror. <laughs> worst time. This might be the worst time in history to launch a nuke. There's a literal Ooh, war with the yeah. other power that has the most nukes. So, yeah. Could we be in uh, Ukrainian missile crisis right now? Dude, we're close. At any point, God, I don't again, but the flow chart if you have access to nukes and you have access to these buttons, no, but maybe these lights no. are here to stop that because there is like historical accounts of uh UFOs showing up above like ICBM sites, yeah, and actually shutting them down for periods of time. And there's like there's one account, I think it was in Russia, of uh something showing up on radar and shutting down a nuclear reactor or almost like overflowing a nuclear reactor and causing a meltdown. So these things are very interested in nuclear technology. So I feel like if something were to happen, uh, maybe that would be the time, like if we got that close that they would show up, but I don't know. So what we're saying is they were behind Chernobyl. Yes, absolutely. They caused two headed fish. (laughs) That was their plot all along. The aliens were just so sick of just coming to vacation on the resort that Earth is to look at just humans. They're like, what about fish with two heads? They wanted David Attenborough to do a documentary on weird, <laughs> weird mutant animals. <laughs> but ever since the event, an actual uh, task force has been set up with a whole office in the Pentagon putting, in a, putting an official reporting structure in place for UFO encounters for the first time in decades. I was going to say that they haven't really had anything like this since Project Blue Book, which was like mm-hmm. way back in the day. And that was the first time they ever set anything up. So, I mean, it's been years since they've even taken this seriously enough because that's why no, none of these pilots wanted to come forward because there is no official way to document it. Right. And like, how do you, how does one pilot who just got back from the sky come back to a superior officer and just say, Boss, I don't know, man. There's just something funky up there. Get back out there and shoot it. Yeah, shoot it. <laughs> Can we? They looks up the logistics. How do I put a nuke on a fighter plane? <laughs> Sorry, goes back to Sorry Private Ryan. You're going to have to go back out there and nuke it Private yourself. Private Ryan. <laughs> what a fire movie, but also they just have nuke. They're like tossing nuke grenades. But uh, the last sort of kind of wrap up, uh, David C. Beatty is quoted. While I commend our Department of Defense, as well as the Pentagon, and their officers for handling the collection of data, at some point we need to focus public attention on the mysterious question of what these objects are. That is, the ones that have defied, of course he has a stupid word to pronounce, prosaic explanation after investigation. So basically he's saying, we gotta let the people know about this, because this is wacky. It's so funny that these guys are like, we gotta do... We got to do research into this. I'm going to say a bunch of words that none of the public's going to understand so that they understand why we need to research it. <laughs> Make it as hard as possible for them to understand. Yeah. For I think they put in the word Ghostbusters just so all of us would be like, oh, nice. Nice, yeah. Like oh, yeah, 70s. I can see that. 
So you're saying our enemy is a big marshmallow man? Like, sick. <laughs> in the middle of the ocean. It's like Godzilla, ocean. but, but God- it's just Z- the marshmallow man. I mean, we're just writing the new Godzilla movie we're, for them. What is that? The Michelin tire guys? <laughs> 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 It's going to be, yeah, the, the Michelin Tire guy, Godzilla, and then what, what's it called in the movie? The what's, Stay Puffed Marshmallow the Man. The Stay Puffed Marshmallow yeah. Man, yeah. These super teams are getting out of control. <laughs> the A team, but it's just like cryptids and giant monsters. <laughs> but the super teams, like how much is their contract? A 300 million signing bonus? <laughs> it's not even money. It's like 300 million pounds of fish? Like what? <laughs> Well, staying on the topic of UFOs and stuff that's wacky, uh, back in the day, I think it was episode 20, we did, I covered the topic of Rendlesham Forest, which for those of you that haven't listened, I'd suggest going back and listening to it. It's one of my favorite UFO, alien, possibly alien stories. And uh, for those of you that haven't listened, a quick summary is basically there was two U.S. Air Force bases that were being commandeered over in the U.K., and these servicemen had an encounter right around Christmas time with some sort of strange craft in the, the forest in between the two bases. And there's tons of documents, like there's actual audio recordings of one of the colonels going out. So it's a really cool story. But I pretty much did the story from the perspective of one of the soldiers whose name was Jim Penniston. And I took it upon myself to listen to a bunch of Coast to Coast AM this week. And there's... Thank you for your sacrifice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it, it was rough. <laughs> Been on a little, little bit of sleep and a bunch of Coast to Coast AM really puts you in a state of mind, man. What a thing to say, like a little bit of sleep and a bunch of coke. I thought you were just going to say coke Cocaine. For, a, for a quick second. Like, wow. <laughs> but uh, there's an episode from like 2015 with the other guy that was the main, one of the main soldiers inv- involved in the uh, Rendlesham incident, whose name was John Burroughs. And he talks at length about his experience, mostly the after effects from the event. And I'm not going to go through like the details of the actual encounter because that's all covered in the episode. So if you want to hear it, go back and listen. But he basically had a bunch of health issues r- pretty shortly after the event happened. Mm-hmm. He was home on leave a, f- a couple months after the incident in the forest happened. And he went to the doctor because he was having some issues with health and they found that he had a heart murmur and for those of you that know anything about trying to get into the military if you have a heart murmur they're not going to let you in so this is like a year and a half after he joined so it would be very odd for him to develop that in that short amount of time and he found this out from a civilian doctor so at the time he didn't really connect the incident to this or anything like that And then he went to go get further tests, see what was going on. And the doctor told him, we can't find your medical records. We don't know where they are. And so he was like, oh, that's weird. Why is that a thing? Right. Because his health was like, this was much later after this. This wasn't like months after. This was like years after. But his health was declining to the point where he was getting close to like catastrophic health failures. So he was trying to figure out what was going on and they're like we can't find your your medical records so he's in contact with a senator 
at the time named Senator Kyle, and she was like trying to uh, oh. figure. She, yeah, not not some not some dude named Kyle. I was like, are you serious? Right. Now? Her he's last just, name is Kyle. Right. Like he's just ripping monsters yeah. and telling his mom that STFU. <laughs> I ran out of vape juice. <laughs> Did you try vaping it off, dude? Right. The heart murmur just like hit this. <laughs> so he's talking to this Senator Kyle. She's trying to figure out where his medical records are. And she had worked with people who were affected by Agent Orange after Vietnam. And so she knew that sometimes medical records go into a classified section, which a lot of people in Congress and stuff didn't really know. So she actually had a little bit of insight on them maybe going about finding these. So they go through all this trouble to try and find these documents, can't find them. They have a public committee hearing for him at the Senate trying to get this all figured out. They pretty much say, well, one, we're, we can't find your medical records. We have no proof that you deserve to get money or any help for this. Really? And then the second point, so when you leave the military, you get a form. It's called the DD-214. And basically, it's your discharge report saying you started service on this date, you ended service on this date. It's one of the more important documents you get when you leave the military because it's how you prove that if you have a health issue or whatever and you need to go back and prove I was in the military at this point, they told him, well, your DD-214 says that you weren't in the military when this supposedly happened. So the event happened in 1980, in December mm-hmm. of 1980. His DD-214 was altered to say that he didn't start his service until 1982. A full two years. And Art Bell, who was the host of Coast to Coast AM, he was in the Air Force too. Yeah. And so when, he, when John Burroughs is like, yeah, they altered my DD-214, he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's like criminal like you can't do that that's not okay and so they found this out and he's like i have pay stubs from the military proving i was in service at this time so they're going back and forth the they're pretty much saying we're not going to help you because they knew senator kyle was going to retire soon so they're trying to push this as far as they could past then so that maybe the next person wouldn't take it on yeah well she retires it gets passed to john mccain's office and i briefly mentioned this when we covered the episode but he takes it on, mm-hmm. and he took a gamble, because this is from all he's heard, the government's telling him he doesn't have any proof for any of this. So he finally convinces John McCain to take it on again. They go through all of the work to get this figured out, and then someone from the CIA gets involved and mm-hmm. says, we're pretty much, we can get you the health, like the help you need, but you're never going to figure out what your medical records say. You're never going to figure out what they found out happened to you. And you're just going to have to accept that, but we'll help you at this point. You have to think that's probably all he's really asking for. Like he's asking for like medical help yeah. at this point. At this point, he's trying not to die. Right. Like if I'm in that situation, it's like, yeah, I would like to not die. Yeah. That'd be sick. So he finds out finally from a doctor who he goes through multiple doctors who tell him, I don't have clearance to view your file, so I can't tell you what's going on. But he gets scans and stuff, and they figure out that one of the valves in his heart is having issues, and that's causing the heart murmur, obviously. And apparently, the way he described it, he said there's two leaflets in the valve, is what he called them, so that they help the flow of blood and everything. And he said the one leaflet was, the front leaflet was kind of damaged, but it was more or less okay, but the back one was completely shredded. And the doctor said they'd never seen anything like it before. 
and they didn't know how this could have happened, but obviously something caused this to happen, and now he's really not doing good. So they fi- finally figure that out. He gets the medical help he needs, and then he starts putting in a bunch of freedom of information requests to try and figure out where his medical records are yeah. because he's, those are my medical records. I deserve to see what happened to me, absolutely. why I'm dying <laughs> or almost died. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just crazy to think when like the doctor's running out of like answers, it's like, well, yeah. <laughs> where do we go from here? I can't imagine a worse sentence to hear than, than from your like doctor saying, I've never seen this before. <laughs> Yeah, like they go to school till they're 33, and then that doctor, who I'm sure was a seasoned, you know, doctor, is like, "Wow, I've literally never seen someone's what was it, a leaflet in their heart." Yeah, and it's a C, like a CIA or a government assigned doctor. So this is someone yeah. who's probably knows what they're doing, right? So, but yeah, he goes through all this trouble, finally gets the medical help he needs, and never finds out where his medical records are. They're not; they never give it to him. And now he's working with other people who have had similar health issues, trying to yeah. get them help too. Is he still alive? Yeah, he is. Good for him. Holy wow. cow! That's forty-two years later. Forty years later. So he's yeah, he's still alive. He this is like the one thing that I've really found where he ta- comes out and talks at length about it. But yeah, it's it's a crazy episode because he talks about all of the ramifications after the fact. Because if you know the story there was a bunch of radiation spikes that they found where it was yeah. 10 times the normal amount of radiation in the forest where the the craft supposedly touched down yeah and keep in mind this isn't like like no like no other place in england has radioactive activity right not besides but, like I mean, this forest I, every, I mean at the time yeah but i mean like everywhere has normal like there's base levels of radiation sure everywhere pretty much yeah but not harmful enough to do anything but when you have spikes of like 10 times the normal right. it's gonna do some damage i mean it's not gonna be good but or if he just grew like two heads and the cia was like <laughs> the cia was like sorry bob <laughs> we can't can't do anything here that's bad that sucks <laughs> yeah it sounds like a whole lot of your problem well actually your problem because there's two of you now <laughs> i couldn't but, imagine being like the cia agent and like human to human can't let you know what's going on but this, it's that big of a deal. The CIA agent, he admits the CIA, if the CIA guy wouldn't have gotten involved, he probably would have died because the CIA agent was the one that pushed hard enough to get him help. Thank goodness. Yeah. So the CIA finally did something good. <laughs> <laughs> That's honestly, I'm just picturing the CIA office and there's just a wall and it's biggest achievements and it's literally just a singular plaque right there. <laughs> helped one guy from an alien encounter it's like a yeah. lawyer like oh this is my one case a year i'll do it for free <laughs> oh my gosh yeah doing this pro bono to help keep <laughs> this guy's heart going but but oh sorry go ahead oh i was just gonna continue but there's a, a couple other things that i thought was interesting that he talks about so before him and jim peniston who are the main two that have talked out on this topic other than charles hall who was the one that had the audio recordings uh, before they all went public with this, there was there's a program in the government called Project Stargate, which was looking into remote viewing, which is a whole thing we can do an episode on later. But basically, it's this process for highly psychic individuals where they could uh, sure. envision different things, like whatever you wanted them to try and envision. And apparently, there was like a 15 to 20% actual success rate doing it. That's like incredibly high and this is all it's all documented too yeah 
this is a government program that looked into psychics. This is what the the men that stare at goats, like right. the movie. That's what this all. That was what it was based on. What a preposterous movie title. Yeah. Also, like, name it something. <laughs> name, name it anything else. I know. But also, George Clooney and Brad Pitt are in it, so it's like. Well, but it fits the topics. Like right. That it deserves a ridiculous title. <laughs> but anyways, in 1986, John Burroughs found a file where there was a remote viewing session done where the person who was doing the viewing actually told the person running the test all of the details from the Rendlesham encounter before any of it was public and said different details that John and Jim Pennison didn't even tell to pretty much anyone at that point. So he found this file and he's, what the hell? How did, how did this happen in 86 before anything was out about this? He, he's like, I can't explain that. Do you think other governments, like ancient governments, like try to do the same type of thing? Well, yeah, they had the oracles and stuff in, in Rome. But like to this level, like to use it as a weapon. Oh. Like, do you I, think the Romans were just capturing like Germanic seers to like do some crazy things? Probably. Like throw a curse on Julius Caesar? I would not doubt it. It's like anything, just trying to get the next thing, be the next innovative like person, innovative anything right get any sort of step you could on anybody and then the voodoo doll was invented (laughs) it's like i'm gonna pin this guy in the heart and then i'll have a heart attack right but he then john was gonna go on this show for alien encounter like people to talk about their stories and they put him under hypnosis so he was under hypnosis Mm -hmm. for like two to three hours he said and there's a 10 minute clip of it on youtube i don't know if it's still up i haven't looked in a while but he talks about how when he encountered whatever it was in the forest, there was a huge flash of light. And at that point, he kind of, all his memory is fuzzy from that point on until he goes back to the Jeep. And he says, basically, he, under hypnosis, remembered hearing whatever the entity was talking to him, pretty much telling him, like, we're here to help and we're going to come back sometime in the future while you're still alive because something's going to happen where we're going to be needed. Hmm. And in 2015, when he did this interview with Art Bell, he said, I think it's coming up because some of the stuff they talked about, it's like, I'm starting to see it. So Mm. maybe they're coming back. But obviously it's under hypnosis. It's always been a contentious thing if hypnosis is actually plausible, like if it tells us anything factual or not. So who knows? But I just thought it was super interesting to get a different perspective on the story like that. That is super cool. And, like, of course, it's under hypnosis. There's always that little, like, doubt. Like, is this just a bunch of, like, I don't know, voodoo? Yeah. Type Witchcraft. Deal. Witchcraft. Burn the witch. <laughs> <laughs> but the story, Jim Pettison says he doesn't know if it was aliens. He thinks it might have been time travelers or whatever. And oh, sure, sure. If it, <laughs> it's not aliens, it's time travelers. If it was time tra- like if it is people from the future, they would have information that we don't have. And if they say, well, we're going to come back soon, I mean, mm-hmm. it would make sense that they would have ideas of what we need to do to prevent certain things from happening or whatever. But I don't know. But it's like of all the places to drop as a time traveler, why that forest at that specific time? You spin a wheel and throw a dart? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they, they still don't. Man, I can't believe in 2040 we still don't have time travel figured out. Unbelievable. <laughs> right. They're probably oh. like t- turning back in time. Like, no, global warming, like, for real. And then we're still like, eh, whatever. Yeah, they just ended up, oh, this isn't the Times Square. It's just they're in the forest. <laughs> <laughs> 
We wanted to see Mount Rushmore, not the stupid oak. But then I got started thinking about how, like, the theory about aliens or whatever these UFOs are being interdimensional, not necessarily, like, interplanetary. Mm-hmm. And then I get started thinking about a different story. And, oh, man, it just took me down a whole rabbit hole of going back through different stories that I've heard. Because there's a story, there's a place called Skinwalker Ranch in Utah. Which yes. It's one of my favorite paranormal stories. We're absolutely doing an episode yeah, on we'll, that. Yeah, we'll do a series Can't on that. Wait. And, uh, <laughs> it's got everything. Like There's cryptids like Bigfoot monsters. There's alien stuff. There's ghost stuff. Literally everything. And then a billionaire bought it so that he could do research there. Literally, it just, it, it's insane. But there was Can a... Can you imagine st- having the amount of like FU money to be like, this is my ranch. I'm going to research Bigfoot. It's awesome, though, because he's one of the first people to actually put funding into something like this. Yeah. But he had to do it himself because the government didn't do it. But there's a story from that investigation team where there's two guys watching on a hill. They're getting ready to like go back for the night. And he they see like this glowing light form down Mm. at the base of the hill from where they're standing and so like that's weird and so they pull out their stuff again one of them's got night vision goggles the other one's got an infrared camera and so this is like 2 a.m they're looking at this thing and it grows to this dim light of like four feet in a circular like just a circular formation floating like two feet above the ground so this thing just appears, and the guy with the night vision goggles, he says, oh, I see, like, into that thing. It looks like a tunnel. So <laughs> as he's watching, he sees this form start to show up, like, crawling out of this tunnel. And he sees, like, shoulders, then he sees a head, and then he sees a full form come out of this tunnel. This big black shape just shows up. It, it literally just looks like a shadow comes out of this thing. And the other guy can't see it because he doesn't have the goggles on. He can just see the, the dim light. And then this thing comes out, just walks away, and then just, just vanishes because it's pitch black outside, so they can't see anything. But it was literally just this shade of blackness that came out. And then the portal just closed up, and that was that. It's like, what is that? I, I, I couldn't imagine being there being a second guy there and him not seeing it how that would like drive me crazy because i'm i'm a i'm a self-doubter so it's like did i really just see that yeah. and then not having someone to be able to confirm that they saw it too it would it would drive me cra- crazy make me think oh no that's just i didn't see that right I, that didn't actually happen yeah oh i would be rubbing my eyes like crazy like that really just happened well and there's another especially st- the thing like it just walked off yeah like it was like but then it, then it pulls into question, one, are these things like interdimensional, as I mm-hmm. mentioned? And then two, are these things just always around and we just can't see them unless we have the right like night vision goggles or whatever to see them? Bro, if you're telling me right now there's something behind me. I, who knows? <laughs> like, but because there's now the gems of night vision goggles. Because there's another story from that same, from the Skinwalker Ranch, from the family that lived there, where they said they kept seeing this portal open up in the sky and it looked like there was another sky inside of it and then they saw these balls of light come out of it but they're wondering why no one else was seeing these things because mm-hmm. it's just a big floating thing in the sky but he drove down there like super long driveway because it's a big cattle ranch and as he drove he could see it was like a piece of paper in the sky like it was just a two-dimensional portal 
So if you went down the road to the side of it, you couldn't see it. Or if you went behind it, you couldn't see it. You could only see it from that certain vantage point. So it's just like, what the f hell is going on? This is the frame of mind I've been all weekend. <laughs> Ooh, I honestly do not love that. I want to go to the Skimwalker Ranch so bad, though. Yeah, I wish it was, but it's so, like, shut down now. Where is it, right. uh, exactly? Uh, it's in the Uinta Basin in Utah. But, yeah. First live episode, we just break in. That'll be the first <laughs> Gems of History vlog. We commit crimes. <laughs> we get arrested, and then just, like, a billionaire just screams at us for an hour. I mean, we talked last week about... <laughs> like one of us had to get shot in the face <laughs> <laughs> like to be the equivalent of uh the, the will smith chris rock slap yeah so i mean if we just go to jail no publicity is bad publicity it's true but yeah i it i've just been thinking a lot about if what these things are like you know it everyone wants to jump to oh it's extraterrestrials someone from another planet but I don't know. There's so much re like different theories now about parallel universes and mm -hmm. different dimensions, and the the whole concept of glitches in the Matrix, where if there could be a different parallel universe where one blade of grass is in a different spot than a different one, and you'd never notice it, but now you're in a different universe or a different dimension. I legitimately had one of those thoughts, like oh, a glitch in the Matrix thought, maybe like a month ago. Like I was walking my dog Zuki. And we do the same walk, usually like twice a day. And we came up to this one spot where I swear there was never a tree there. But like a month ago, I walked up to him like, like when the hell was there a tree here? Yeah. Like a fully grown tree. And it was just one of those things like maybe I'm just like not that. I just didn't notice it. Yeah. All 120 times I walked my dog. Right. But I just looked at it and thought, since when was this thing here? Like, this is a full-ass tree. There's a whole subreddit called Glitches in the Matrix, and I read one story on there of a woman who was flying back from somewhere, and she fell asleep on the plane, and then she said, when I woke up, it just kind of felt off. Yeah. And so I didn't think much of it. Everything else was normal. I got back home, and everything was normal, and then I went to go plug in my phone charger at night, and I went to go put it where the outlet was, and the outlet wasn't there. And I looked up on my wall, and the outlet was like three feet higher on my wall than it was before. <laughs> just the most impractical spot, too. It's just something small like that could, yeah. could be different. But you would notice it because you plug your phone charger into the same spot every time. Mm -hmm. And so she asked her boyfriend, do you notice that that's higher up than it used to be? And he's like, yeah, it is. That's weird. It's like, unless some... Very ambitious contractors came in just to play a prank on this innocent woman. What a wild prank. Yeah. It's like we move your outlet like it's, three feet up. It's just those little weird things like that that's maybe reality's thinner than we think it is. I don't know. Like deja vu. You ever feel, yeah. Like, I, like I've oh, been, deja vu I, fucks me up. Like I've been here before. I don't know when, but like I've, I've foreseen this happening or I've been in this situation before. Mm -hmm. How often do you guys get deja vu? Because for me, it's like. Every two weeks. Yep, that's yeah. That's pretty much just about it. Yeah. Like, I'll have a moment, like. Maybe like once a month, I'll have it. Yeah. Really? Wow. Well, I feel like that makes up. That's just like, you only get it once a month because you also have a ghost in your house. That's true. So it's just the universe balance. <laughs> Did we ever out. tell the story about my. Our ghost? Because we had an encounter uh, together. Please, please don't say our ghost. <laughs> well, I don't want it here. It's, it's all a, you. It's at my house. What's the ghost name? There's got to be a name. I didn't name Let's it. Call yet. it like. I already named the alien, inflatable alien. I have Reggie, so it can't be Reggie. Cactus Jack. 
that's his name. Cactus Jack. Yep. Cactus, <laughs> Cactus Jack the alien or the ghost. And Reggie the alien. We My happy solid, family. <laughs> yeah, we have a solid roster. But uh Evan and former co-host Mark RP. Uh he <laughs> they were over at my house one night and we were hanging out in my basement and I was walking from one side of the basement back over by them and I literally just sat down on the couch and then all of a sudden we hear this little crash noise over by the staircase. We look over and the lid from the garbage can that's sitting at the base of the staircase is almost two feet away from where it should be. And it was mm-hmm. sitting on top of the garbage can where it should be. And somehow it moved over two feet away from where, where it should be. Yeah, and like someone hit it off. No no possible explanation for something like that to happen. Because mm-hmm. I was well past it by the time it fell off. So it wasn't like I grabbed it and threw it. And if I would, that would be a great prank. But For like, imagine wherever you're sitting right now when you're listening to this, imagine something just flying off and like crashing. Yeah. For no reason. We all stopped dead what we were doing and looked over drinking what we were, the heck we, we, we were drinking <laughs> yeah we were, we were drinking but still <laughs> i mean it was weird that's probably the reason why we weren't like super spooked and i didn't leave immediately yeah i was like well i'm gonna get haunted i'm gonna get haunted but i mean it's never done anything bad it's just like kind of been there i, I mean, try anything once you know yeah be that's a part true. of it we should do a ghost busting episode in your house okay i'm down I asked. I asked the Ouija wrong. I, I literally asked the exact wrong person. <laughs> yeah, because not, I would. <laughs> you literally have a quote on this podcast on these here airwaves saying, "Back in my ghost adventure days." Yeah, I was going <laughs> to talk about that, but we're kind of like short on time today, so that is a different episode. But Evan, yeah. you said that you have some million dollar idea. That you I, do. Really excited I do. I do have a million dollar idea. I have. So. I have just about as much idea as you do, Cody, on what this could possibly be. So I've. Yeah, I've told Jacob three times yeah. about like how I think there's a million dollar I've heard idea. Of, I've heard about this for two days now. Yes. Here before the Shark Tank. Yes. So, and also everyone hold out their pinkies. This is a pinky swear. You can't steal this idea. This is, uh, if you're listening to this, this, is a binding contract. Mr. Wonderful, are you out I'm there? I'm crossing my feet. For <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Mark Cuban, if you're out there, just give this a thought. But you know how people are just completely obsessed with true crime? Yes. Right? Like, solving the mystery, getting to the bottom of the case. And even, like, you get ads on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, about there's actual games where you can do, like, true crime, like, solve a true crime in your neighborhood. Like, you be the detective and whatnot. What if we did the opposite? Where you're the thief, you're the like serial killer, you're the etc. Of course, you're not actually stealing, you're not actually killing someone. Ah, that just took all the fun out of it. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> but you have to find a way, like to get away, like get away with the crime. Like there is like so. Let's say there's two teams, like two couples, whatever. Because Bonnie and Clyde, you know, like one team is trying to be the detective, and one team has to be the people trying to like get away with the murder, stealing a ancient artifact, etc. Like why doesn't that exist? And also am I a insane person for thinking that should be a thing considering we're being like, oh, give people the adrenaline rush of killing someone. <laughs> yeah, let's let's help people figure out ways to get away with <laughs> crimes <laughs> with murder. <laughs> but like if you think of, think about it from a 
practical sense, people love true crime. Yes. People love, for whatever insane reason, love serial killers. Is there a market where someone would be like, you know what, I think I'd actually get away with like a murder or something. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Think we act- there's, I know there's a market, but is that market full of weirdos? Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's, that, it's full of people like me. Sh- <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like it would definitely lead to like someone being like, I actually have to do some of this. Yeah. It, it, uh, yeah, you're right. It's it's <laughs> honestly like how people say that weed is a gateway drug, which it isn't. But like you just like do like a fake murder. And it's like, wait. It's like the people wait, wait, that. Wait, wait, guys, guys, guys. Should we just try real murder for funsies? It's like the people that do copycats of serial killers where they're just like, hi, ah, that's a cool idea. You could literally do. Oh, that's actually a good idea. We're getting. We are doing. Yeah. This We're going to inspire people to do that. Things. Inspire people to be serial killers. Well, I think that kind of comes down to it. Maybe I'm just kind of wacky. Maybe you leave out the murder. Maybe there's the stealing. Yeah. Like serial you get away stealing. with the heist. Gateway drugs. Gateway drug of stealing. <laughs> stealing leads to murder. Stealing leads to murder, and murder leads to... One theft gone wrong, and you murder someone. I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if that but how, imagine, how it happens. But for real. <laughs> imagine, like, if we're going with the stealing aspect, imagine doing, like, a simulated thing where you get to, like, roll up to a fake bank, steal fake money, like, fake people, like, it's all actors... Like, imagine, like, that adrenaline rush. Like, that, that sounds pretty sick. Like, you remember the movie Public Enemies? Yes. With Johnny Depp? Like, that movie's extremely cool. But imagine, like, if you got to do it with, like, airsoft guns or something like that. I'd be in. That'd be something. I don't know about stealing. That'd be something. You know, you know Cody's, <laughs> Cody's sitting over here like, so you out. guys are fucking nuts. <laughs> no, yeah. no. I'm never coming I, on this dang podcast <laughs> again. <laughs> no, I, I'm just... You're an as soon as you though. say it, yeah, hey, I, I, as soon as you say something, I'm tearing it down in my head. Oh, like, the, like, the, like we've the been st- friends for eight years. <laughs> the, the, the logistics of it. Just, we've been friends for eight years. <laughs> like the I, stealing <laughs> thing. Like stealing the money would be fun until you realize it's like fake money, and you actually don't get to like run away. And then a real a cop vacation. shows up and shoots you. <laughs> <laughs> that's also the risk. I mean, that's part. That's Dallas. I don't now, know. now feeling feeling like getting shot, but not actually getting shot. Wait. What if we did it like in an old Wild West format where it's so preposterous you can't be confused with a real Alec person? Alec Baldwin killed someone with a prop gun, so I don't think this is a great idea. I mean, <laughs> I don't want to talk too much about Alec Baldwin because I love 30 Rock, but I feel like we won't have loaded guns <laughs> on, our, on our prop stage. Hey, man. <laughs> I mean, if anything, we'll have uh, guns that just like when you pull the trigger, it says... Pow. We'll put it on the. We'll, we'll take this to the drawing board. Okay. We'll, we'll put our little uh, board that we have for the photo shoot. Yeah, we'll we'll run it past all of our senior advisors, which is just us. Which is literally my dog. <laughs> but Did this work? Oh no! I think that's pretty much all we have time for today. So we could probably go for another like three hours. Oh yeah, this. this we could do this. Like, yeah, we we'll we'll definitely do this again when we have like another heavy week of research or whatever coming yeah. up. But. Uh, one more thing before we get out of here is speaking of true crime, we just covered Hinter Kaifek, and one of our listeners messaged me and suggested a possible suspect that I hadn't even thought of, which is the old maid that used to work there. Oh shit! Because yeah. she would have known the property, would have yeah. like probably had a a relationship with the dog, so the dog might not have barked. Or mm-hmm. so that was interesting. I mean, would have been able to lead the people to the barn where they were subsequently murdered. Yeah, and I mean. 
I thought that even if it wasn't her, she probably could have just been the accomplice to whoever else did it if she had like the, one of the pairs of brothers do it or something. But yeah, I thought that was interesting. But something for you guys to think about at home. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> but Cody, thank you for being here. I hope thank you had fun. Yeah, a lot of fun. Thanks for having me on. I know we kind of rambled on a lot about aliens and weird I think stuff. That's, but... I think that's going to happen with, this kind of, with those kind of topics. I oh. think that's simply going to happen with anybody. Any story type deal, and I wasn't even high. Like I, that was just that <laughs> was just me. <laughs> Honestly, this might be our fastest episode of all time. Like, granted, it's still an hour, but I feel like this bad boy. Oh, this one, yeah. Mm-hmm. This might have For to sure. be a recurring theme if you listen to it, listeners. <laughs> but yeah, Evan, where can they find us? Quick, you can find us on Instagram at gems underscore of underscore history underscore podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at gems underscore history you can find jacob at jacob from wisco you can find myself at whatevskis and cody would you like to plug anything uh c underscore mar on about any sort of social media there is twitter instagram but i don't do much interesting much of anything interesting so until now (laughs) until now Watch his watch his social medias blow up and just, ours just stagnate. <laughs> right, like two hundred followers immediately. I won't forget you guys. <laughs> <laughs> and then TikTok, Evan. Don't forget the clock oh, yeah, app. At, and then at Gems of History Pod. But yeah, uh, we got to get out of here. So thank you guys for listening. We love you. Uh, we'll be back next week with an actual topic. <laughs> 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 bye bye.